I was uh, delighted to do this, delighted that the Car Center uh, exists and was created, and thanks to Micah and the Karshas uh, and so on. I was going to start off by observing uh, that anybody who wanted to attract an audience wouldn't use the word salience in the title for the talk, uh, but obviously that was not true. So you're all here, so um, thank you. Uh, Nevertheless, um, let me say a little bit um, by way of beginning this, uh, just about the idea of salience uh, and how it might relate to the Supreme Court, the court's constitutional law, uh, and so on. So, um, loosely, informally, salience, as probably most of you know, is just the idea of what is it that first comes to mind? Um, what's on the tip of your tongue? What's on the top of your head? Use whatever anatomical reference you want uh, for uh, the things that seem immediately and almost intuitively uh, of greatest or immediate importance. Now, um, if we think that salience is that, then there is a question about whether we are interested in salience as a consequence or interested in salience as a cause. That is, what is it that causes certain things to come to mind? What is it that causes um, our attention immediately to focus on some things and not others? Uh, that is an important, researchable, um, social, scientific, mostly psychological question about which I have no insights. Uh, I am more interested in salience as a cause rather than a consequence. Um, that is, if there are certain things that come to mind and certain things that don't, um, then what flows from that, independent of the question of what causes them to come to mind, um, and what doesn't. Uh, so uh, I'm interested, therefore, in what people care about, um, as I said, uh, as a cause and not a consequence. Um, so um, then the question is, um, how do we know as a political matter what it is that people care about? So the basic idea here and what I've been asked to talk about uh, is do ordinary people, ordinary citizens, ordinary voters, ordinary politicians who respond to ordinary citizens and ordinary voters uh, care a great deal about uh, the courts, the Supreme Court, constitutional law, and related kinds of issues. Uh, I am somewhat skeptical, and I want to spend a few minutes talking about my skepticism. That is, or to put it in somewhat different ways, there are things that are on the political agenda of the country, and there are things that are on the agenda, the docket, of the courts, in general, and the Supreme Court in particular. Uh, and my view is that there is less overlap between those two than those of us who inhabit law schools are likely to think. Um, so the initial question uh, is just what is it that people care about, just what is it that people think is most important. Uh, here it turns out that there are uh, good polling data that we can rely on here. Um, so what used to be the Harris poll, 
Now the Harris-Harvard poll done in connection with the Center for American Political Studies at Harvard um, on a monthly and sometimes even weekly basis asks people what they think are the most important issues facing the country. Uh, now uh, a two-minute technical digression. The math majors can tune in. All the rest of you can tune out. Uh, so it turns out, as a matter of mathematical polling um, methodology, if you ask people, and with the appropriate sample sizes and everything else, if you ask people um, what's the most important issue facing the country, and you get answers from people, um, then um, the top two or top three, but only the top two or top three, uh, give us some general sense of what people think overall in the aggregate is most important. But it turns out that if you ask people instead, what are the three most important issues that you think what, what do you think are the three most important issues facing uh, the country? The answers are robust down to around number 20. That is, if you ask people, what are the, if you ask the appropriate sample size, um, Harris does about 1,900 people. How they picked the 1,900, uh, I'm not sure. That's, um, there are professionals at that. If you ask 1,900 people, what are the three, what do you think are the three most important issues facing the country? Um, then the ranking the answers tells you what the public at large think are roughly the 20 most important issues uh, facing the country. So it turns out um, that in the most recent, that is October 2018, uh, poll of this variety, what we have is healthcare, immigration, terrorism and national security, economy and jobs, guns, budget deficit, taxes, the environment, race and race relations, drugs and drug-related crime, foreign policy, income inequality, corruption, defense, um, schools and education, um, and uh, a few more below that. Now, it turns out that if you think about the items that are on that list, it is remarkably different from the kinds of things that we spend most of our time on in a constitutional law class, remarkably different than most of the things that the Supreme Court spends most of its time on, remarkably different from most of the things that we think of as hot-button legal constitutional Supreme Court issues. Um, that is, abortion doesn't make the top 20. Religion in public life doesn't make the top 20. Sexual orientation doesn't make the top 20. Issues of free speech and the like don't make the top 20. Um, and this has been more or less the same for at least the last 20 years. Um, that at times um, abortion may barely break the top 10. Um, uh, sexual orientation never does. Um, religion in public life uh, occasionally comes in at about 12 or 13. Uh, but basically what dominates the list 
are the so-called kitchen table issues uh, that relate in some way to jobs, the economy, budgets, and all of these kinds of things, and the so-called social issues um, almost invariable, invariably rank much, much lower on the list. The overlap between what the Supreme Court spends much of its time on, what the courts spend much of their time on, and what the public thinks is most important turns out to be pretty small. Um, most of the issues at the top of this list um, are ones that occasionally, but only occasionally, wind up as major public law issues. Uh, occasionally, health care, as we know with the constitutional issues of the Affordable Care Act. Occasionally, immigration. Um, occasionally, um, guns. Budget deficit, almost never. Taxes, almost never. Um, terrorism occasionally, um, and so on, and so on, and so on. Um, all of which is a lesson for those of us who would think that the issues that we think are most important, uh, we who inhabit law schools, we who study the Supreme Court, we who think about courts, uh, are important to voters, important to the electorate, important to political life, and important to the political figures who may understand the electorate and what matters to them better than most of us uh, who inhabit law schools. A related issue is the question, um, again, uh, related in the sense of also about the importance of constitutionalism to political figures, the importance uh, of constitutionalism and Supreme Court decisions to political life in general, uh, is the question of whether politicians act on the basis of the Constitution or constitutional law, or whether people vote on the basis of constitutional law. So if we think about constitutions, as to use a semi-technical um, way of putting it, second-order constraints on first-order policy preferences. That is, constitutions say that the things that otherwise might be good policy might nevertheless be unconstitutional. Um, we can see this in constitutional law with some frequency. Um, uh, now that I have a captive audience, I will remind you of the Dormant Commerce Clause, which I would not would not have done under other circumstances. But one of the things that the Dormant Commerce Clause does is says that um, a political effort to protect local industry against non-local competition looks like fabulous policy, but nevertheless is often unconstitutional uh, as unconstitutional protectionism in violation of the Dormant Commerce Clause. Somewhat more... Um, Visible, it sounds like a really good policy matter to make it unlawful for people to claim to have won military honors that they did not win. Uh, nevertheless, in United States versus Alvarez a few years ago, the Supreme Court said it is a violation of the First Amendment to punish people for lying about whether they have won the Congressional Medal of Honor. Uh, the First Amendment um, operates once again as a second-order constraint on, on first-order policy preferences. If we look at um, a couple of somewhat more hot-button hot issues, we see the same phenomenon. The no think about gun control. The number of people who think that gun control is a good idea 
but nevertheless prohibited by the Second Amendment, is to a first approximation zero. The number of people um, who think that gun control, substantial gun control, is allowed by the Second Amendment, but is nevertheless a bad idea, is once again to a first approximation zero. Uh, for almost everyone, uh, in cl um, ordinary people and the politicians who react to ordinary people, uh, the congruence be between what they think about the constitutional question and what they think about the policy question is almost perfect. So too with campaign finance reform. Um, the number of political figures, and here I've actually done a little bit of studying of this, the number of political figures who think that significant restrictions on campaign spending um, is a good idea but is nevertheless prohibited by the First Amendment uh, is once again zero. Um, the number of political figures, the number of members of Congress who think that the First Amendment uh, allows significant restrictions on campaign spending um, but is nevertheless a bad idea as a matter of policy, once again, zero. All of this is to suggest um, that we should not overestimate the public or political importance especially as we are uh, in the wake of an election, uh, which also means that we've already started thinking about the next election, we should not overestimate the electoral importance and therefore the electoral political importance of the Constitution, constitutional law, the Supreme Court, and so on. Note that the figures that I mentioned or the ranking that I mentioned earlier, the poll was done just after the hearings on now Justice Kavanaugh. So even with all of the television attention and everything else, it did not make the top 20. Makeup of the Supreme Court did not make the top 20. I don't think any of this is a problem. Um, there are lots of very, very socially important functions that are not politically important. Dentists and plumbers are really, really important. And we shouldn't think that because dentistry and plumbing are not hot-button political issues and people don't vote on the basis of dentistry and plumbing, that these are not important political, uh, important public functions. Maybe so, too, with constitutional law. Maybe so, too, with the Supreme Court. And I will stop at that and turn it over to Cy. <laughs> I don't know how to follow Fred. He's just, he's just incredible. He has this wonderful forward in the Harvard Law Review, and I encourage all of you to take a look at it. And unlike many Law Review articles, it's actually readable, and you can read it, you know, probably in an hour. It's not, you know, it's not 2,000 pages. Um, so I, I want to congratulate each and every one of you for coming to an unimportant meeting about an unimportant topic. That's the message I got from Fred's discussion. Um, and if you didn't get a lunch, you know, I feel, I feel really bad for you. That you didn't get lunch. Um, I, I completely agree with Fred in the sense that, um, you know, when you're in law school and when you're a law professor, you're in a bubble. Uh, I, there's a story about the Yale Law School in uh, 1980 about how a professor uh, remarked to a colleague, I don't know how Ronald Reagan won. I don't know anyone who voted for him. 
And that's a reflection of the bubble that surrounds the Yale Law School and that surrounds most of us on, on all kinds of issues. Um, so I'm going to be, you know, Fred's the king of this stuff. I'm more of the jester. I'm going to sort of be, uh, you know, maybe, maybe cite to other polls that I've come across with the help of the library because, of course, I don't read polls uh, on a regular basis. Um, I guess, uh, you know, it's, 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 it, it's interesting. When I look at some of the polling material that I got from our great librarians here, um, I see a slightly different picture. Um, Fred wrote his article in 2005, um, and it, it might have been that in 2005 the Supreme Court really didn't have a blockbuster docket, and, and therefore it really wasn't salient out there in the country. But... Um, the polls that I that that Kent Olson from the library uh, brought to my attention, and some that I found online, show um, a different picture. So I'll start off with the Pew poll. The Pew poll um, asked the questions, you know, is this issue very important to you? And you can answer yes to multiple questions, right? And so you can have, I guess, you could have, I don't know how many, ten things that are quote very important to you. But according to the Pew poll of 2018. Uh, 76% of all voters said Supreme Court, Supreme Court appointments are very important to them. Presumably because of what the Supreme Court does, not because of they, have, you know, they have any particular interest in who the people are. And according to the Pew poll, this is the most important issue. Right? It actually beats out health care, which is at 75%, the economy at 74%, gun policy, which you might think is rel related to Supreme Court appointments at 69%, Medicare, 67 the treatment of gay, lesbian, and transgender people, way down at 47%, saying that it's very important. So this, you know, it, it, it might be that the... You know, it might be that the Kavanaugh nomination rocketed this forward. And, of course, it's a different metric than Fred's using. I think Fred's asking, like, what are the top three issues? And this is just, is it, is it very important to you? And you can see that many people are saying many things are very important to them. And I guess I, there's probably something wrong with that sort of methodology. Um, but these are pollsters. I'm not the pollster. I have no idea how they came up with this methodology. Right? But I, can, I will pass this around because I don't need this. And you can take a look at it. Um, this is the same poll from 2016. And in this poll, um, the Supreme Court appointments doesn't, doesn't rank as high. Uh, the, the, <clears throat> the top issue is the economy. Second is terrorism, foreign policy, gun policy, etc. Way down at 7 or 8 is Supreme Court appointments at 65%. Um, and, of course, this, you know, why were Supreme Court appointments at issue in 2016? Because the Republicans were refusing to move on the nomination of Merrick Garland. And so I'll, I'll pass this around as well, because, again, I don't need this. Um, and, then, and then finally, uh, there's, a, there's a Gallup. Well, there's, actually, I have two more polls. You know, I, don't, I, I, I had too much time in my hand. The Gallup folks did a poll, which is, comes out with different results, um, which stands to reason because, you know, uh, like economists, you can ask economists for, you know, two economists for opinions, and you'll get three or four opinions instead of just two. And the same is, I guess, true for pollsters. So the Gallup folks did this, asked this question about uh, whether uh, the recent confirmation of Brett Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court was either extremely important or very important and 64% of the country said extremely or very important. It's the, <clears throat> apparently the, what does it say, the ninth issue 
on a list of 12, 12 major issues. I don't know how they came up with the issue, of the, the list of 12 major issues. And then the final thing that I, that I looked at was a Harris poll, actually, I, I, maybe a different one than Fred, the, than Fred looked at. And so they were asked two different questions on October, in October 24th through 28th. The first question is, uh, the first, oh, I'm sorry, the first question is, um, how much do you prioritize each of the following as a factor impacting your vote in the upcoming 2018 midterm elections? This is from October 26th to 28th. Um, they're asked to rate Brett Kavanaugh's navination, nomination to the Supreme Court. You've probably heard about this. On a scale of one to five, with one being not at all important and five being most important. And here, 31% it was said it was most important. And of course, again, you can you can cite multiple things as being most important. And 20% said it was four, which I assume is something like very important. And then the next question is, how much do you pro prioritize each of the following as a factor? The Supreme Court tilting conservative. 29% said it's most important. 21% said it was a four, which I presumably means very important. So I, I don't know I don't know what to make of all this because it seems inconsistent with what Fred is talking about at some level. It, it may be that, um, you know, as compared to 2005, the Supreme Court just happens to be more salient today. Um, I guess I'd say two other things, and then I'm going to sit down because, as I said, Fred's the star and I'm the jester. Um, I, I think, you know, I think it's there's nothing preventing the – the Supreme Court from reaching the kitchen table issues that Fred thinks are more salient. That is to say, you know, could the Supreme Court tomorrow say that everybody's entitled to some sort of guaranteed income? Sure, they could say that, right? And, and there might be a firestorm, but uh, they might they might be able to get away with it. So there's nothing there's nothing that sort of walls off the the issues that Fred and I think I as well think are probably more salient to more voters. Um, so they could they could acquire more sound. They could be more important, and you know we, we could have this meeting in twenty years, and it, it might be more important. The other thing I'd say is, um, you know, even if even if the Supreme Court isn't salient to a lot of voter, voters, if you think that the polling that I'm passing around is somehow suspect because it doesn't focus on what's most important to you, what which one issue is most important to you, which I think Fred's polls are doing. Um, it, it might very well, it might very, these, these questions about the Supreme Court might very well motivate enough people um, to vote a particular way such that even though it's not the most important issue to most people, it, particular voters might be single-issue voters, right? So if you're a, a gun rights enthusiast, um, you might think that's the most important issue to you, and you might vote accordingly even if 99% of the population doesn't think it's important. And so... You know, I, I recall reading from time to time that there are single-issue voters, and you might think the single-issue voters are focused on abortion rights or gun rights um, or, or something similar, uh, the rights of, of gays, lesbians, and, and, and uh, trans, transgendered folks. So I, 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 think it's, I think it's a mistake to think about it only in the aggregate because the, the real question is, is it affecting people's um, individual vote, votes, and it might very well be doing that. And of course, in some elections, those people <coughs> might be the difference, either in terms of uh, willingness to contribute money or time, or uh, obviously in terms of the actual vote. Right? If if two percent of the population in a particular district believes that gun rights are really important, well, that could be the margin of victory if one candidate 
uh, is taking a particular position, the other candidate's taking another. So as I said, I, I don't really, you know, it's, it's, it's all confusing to me, I guess. I don't really know what to make of Fred's polls. They seem like, you know, Fred's citing the Harris poll. I've got, the, you know, one of those, two of those questions are from the Harris poll. So I'm a little confused by what this all, all this means. I think, I think Fred's poll is ultimately more convincing to me because you're asked to identify what's most important to you out of, you know, one thing out of all these issues where these are just a tell me everything that's important to you. Um, but people are saying that the Supreme Court's imp- uh, important to them. And, of course, according to the, uh, according to the um, Pew polls, it's the, it was the most important issue this past election. Thank you so much.